0: This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo,
1: it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. We're still here, Jack. We're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. Uh, How you doing? You all right? Let's do it. I think we need to do a check in at the beginning of every pot here just to make sure we're both doing okay and getting through this.
0: Yeah. Well, the saddest part about today is that um, the Philly, like we'd be doing this podcast uh, coming off of an eight. Oh,
1: no. We (laughs) would have been at Citizens Bank Park today, Jack. 8-0,
0: Eight and zero, no, and the Phillies would have been eight and, no, and so. We would be
1: there, like we like. It's one thing to say we would have been watching games like today. You and I would have been at Citizens Bank Park watching baseball in person.
0: Right, and uh, well on their way to one sixty two and zero, uh, the <laughs> Phillies. There is no doubt in my mind they would have been eight and zero at this point. So uh, it's sad, you know. I miss the Phillies a lot. Uh, I've been watching a video yearbook a day uh, to kind of keep myself sane. Uh, this is—I
1: can confirm this, by the way. I was texting with Jag the other night, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm just watching the 2011 Phillies yearbook," and I'm like, "Of course you are."
0: Yeah, I've really tried to block out 2011. I don't like to think about it a lot um, because it just brings up a lot of dark memories. Um, but I—I I figured, you know. It's time. It's time to finally do it, finally give in and, and watch two thousand eleven and try to remember what was like the magic of two thousand eleven was that every night at seven oh five you there was a chance you're gonna witness history. I mean they had four legit guys that could do something special every time they took the mound. And just being able to relive that and then obviously the, the heartbreak at the end, like I it frustrates me that the Phillies did not put out a video yearbook from 2012 to 2016. Uh, I wish they had, so I could relive some of those teams.
1: But why? Um, but
0: why? Listen, it's you all part of the journey.
1: The only person who wants to relive that.
0: No, come on, James. You got one day. One day, you'll appreciate the journey as much as I appreciate the journey. You oh, would think. That's a- you would think that as you are raising a daughter that you would appreciate things like the journey. Like basically Zoe is the 2014 2015 Phillies.
1: Um so... <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. How my sister to respond to that? What's what's my response? I don't know if that
0: I don't know if that's a compliment. Um, I don't
1: think it can be.
0: I tried to make it a compliment, but those are some horrible Phillies <laughs> teams that that, that the the problem with the 2015 2016 uh, Phillies again they were is they the worst ra- team in
1: baseball, Jack.
0: <laughs> and 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 but now the bigger issue as they have seen 3 years later which could be you is that they weren't raised right. Yeah,
1: so that's true. Uh, This I, is a I, bad I analogy. Know. Let's just bail on this analogy. What do you think?
0: All right, you are the you, you are the 2012 Theo Epstein of dads. Okay? How about that? <laughs>
1: It, it, you don't like the U.S. I feel like you're just you're taking shots, and I don't even know it.
0: Well, I would compare you to Jeff Liu now, but I don't think that's a good idea.
1: Nobody, buddy. No, buddy. All right. Uh, coming up, we're going to do a little AMA action. We've never done that on this podcast. We've done mailbox and stuff, but an AMA. Um, so thank you to everyone who helped us out here. We're going to need some help. I mean <laughs> – Sadly, yeah. sadly it's gonna be a little while without baseball so get ready for more of these types of things we'll be calling upon high Ops nation to help us out but yeah um,
0: just just hang but hang with us because yeah. we, we, we promise we'll make it fun uh if there's a Phillies podcast that is geared towards getting through these times where <laughs> i i feel like we're going towards i feel like it's our podcast so hang with us uh we're gonna have some fun stuff um and uh, yeah, let's just uh, let's ride this thing out together as, as one big family.
1: Yeah, it's a great point, Jack. I mean, right now we should be doing two a week. That is absolutely not happening. But I mean, we, we'll be the, here every week. <laughs>
0: we'll the, thing here every week. The, the thing that's most sad is that I'm, I'm drinking a high hops IPA oh, right now.
1: Oh, what a kick in the junk it is for literally everyone else listening, including me, because I'm not drinking high hops right now. It's really good.
0: I'm impressed with I'm impressed with pops. He uh, he did a, he did a good job with it. I'm excited for when this thing uh, gets over and we play a hundred game schedule or a forty game schedule like Corey Seidman was talking about. I saw um, that.
1: Can you imagine,
0: dude? I mean, talk about getting some excitement back in baseball. I mean, I mean, every
1: game would count. That's for damn sure.
0: I mean, I made the I made the little remark. I mean when's the first time they bring out rally towels? It has to be like a week into the season. It's like because, week one.
1: Yeah it's like, yeah. it's like the September stretch one starts a week into the season.
0: Yeah. Well, at least the Phillies can't blow it in September if that hey! happens. Hey!
1: Good work. Well, Gabe's gone, so we don't have to worry about that anyway. Oh! Gaber
0: was is using MLB The Show to... Uh, I saw to focus in on his managerial growth, what,
1: like why does he even say these? Do you think he's <laughs> self-aware? Do you think he says that and knows how it's going to be received, or do you think he really is just saying it and having no idea how people are going to react to it?
0: I think he's saying it and doesn't care. I think wow. he's just—he's just so Gabe.
1: He is so Gabe. The Gabeiest Gabe of all the Gaves. All right, we're going to get to the AMA in a sec. Two bits of news. One real piece of news and then another just lamenting. But uh, really the only news since we last talked, Um, and we talked about uh, the injury happening, but uh, officially Tommy John surgery recommended for Sir Anthony Dominguez Jack, who could have possibly seen this coming? I mean. Ah, well. I'm I'm floored.
0: I I just can't believe that. Frickin' Dr. James Andrews, his like never wrong. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course, got the Phillies reliever wrong. Of like, like, what are we doing here, Doc? I mean, is he is what is he a Mets fan? Like, I just,
1: I mean, he was the the Redskins team doctor, wasn't he, for a while? Like, maybe he's got he? something against Philly. Yeah, I think he was that's a Redskins team doctor.
0: Definitive proof that James Dr. James Andrews hates Philadelphia is that he lied about Sir Anthony's. Tommy John, but it's uh, it's very frustrating. It's very sad, and like this is going to affect almost like three seasons for Sir Anthony. Like it, what 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 should have been two years by now of dominant relief work by Sir Anthony Dominguez. Like and he's going to be like twenty seven by the time he gets oh, back, yeah. and like who knows who knows how his arm's going to be. So I mean, just uh, I mean, the Phillies bullpen w- was being held together by Sir Anthony Dominguez. I mean, he was. Ultra God. important.
1: God, again, and and of all the things, you can rip them for not getting more starters. You can rip them for this, that. Like the number one reason to rip this Phillies front office from this past off season was their belief in Sir Anthony Dominguez and him being set. Like that is so careless. It is so. Awful. I mean, it's careless. Like how could you possibly go into the season relying on that guy? Everyone in the world knew it wasn't going to work. Everybody. Oh,
0: I know. And and it, it honestly how I'm looking at it right now and given where the Eagles are, I know like we don't really like to mention a football team cuz there's barely a football team in Philadelphia that people care about, but like the way the Eagles are attacking the receivers is how I felt about the Phillies in the bullpen. It's like
1: <laughs>
0: It's like they'll get a guy. No, they'll get a guy. They can't possibly be this way. They're not going to really do this. And then Boom, spring training opens, and they sign, like, Francisco Liriano and all these, like, Bud Norris and all these old guys. Drew Storen, yeah. Yeah, like, these are the guys that are going to be taking down the high-leverage innings for the Phillies this year. While the Mets
1: Uh, are signing Dylan Batances, (laughs) and the Braves are re-signing Chris Martin, and the Nationals are signing Will Harris. (laughs) We sign nobody. It's great. It's awesome.
0: Oh, it's it's nothing's it's better terrific. right now it's
1: terrific but, have you looked at the but, Braves bullpen by the way it's so much better than the Phillies bullpen it's light years better than the Phillies bullpen. the Mets bullpen light years better than the Phillies bullpen the Nationals bullpen isn't great either but man it is a hole Jack
0: <laughs> you think I mean <laughs> oh man. man I love that we re- I love that we realize that but <laughs> they don't
1: uh it's just a, I, I'm I'm I, again, we've ripped Matt Klentak for a lot and deservedly so. I legitimately think the number one biggest mistake they did, this front office made going into this season, was relying on Sir Anthony Dominguez the way they did. I mean, again, it's malpractice. Uh, everyone in the world knew that. There, even if you thought, oh, maybe the rehab will work, like which clearly they did because they went along with it and stuff. But like, even if you thought that, to to not account for the fact that it might not, because it never does. Is, is malpractice, man.
0: Wow. That was a big yell. I know. I, actually, I he...
1: actually leaned back from the mic like this, and I, I cut my hands like <laughs> my own <laughs> megaphone. I'm sure my wife is yeah. loving it. Shout out to Emily. I don't – cool. uh, But
0: here's the thing is I don't think you need it. I think you're fine the way you are. I don't I don't know if you need a, a louder. <laughs> <I think
1: that's laughs> a, a, a louder. I think that's a very fair point, Jack. It's a good text. Yeah. Thank, um, yeah, uh, I would all right, say so. so <laughs> Sir Anthony – it's been real. Uh, get better soon.
0: See, see you in 2022.
1: <laughs> yeah. The other piece of not really news, just like what the, what the F type of stuff is, is the fact that uh, Jay Chiamino is about to be a free agent, Jack. That's what it feels like. What, what, well, I love what how. What happened?
0: I love how last week on the podcast we were like, oh, this would be bad, right? And then all of a sudden in the last week it's like, oh, this is <laughs> this is probably gonna happen. Oh, man. Um now, see, here's the thing, is that you know, I tweeted about this earlier in the week, um, about Real Muto and how like if they just didn't care about the luxury tax, then that he would have been signed long ago and this wouldn't have been a problem. Um And people were like, well, they couldn't have seen a global pandemic coming. And, like, I get it. But at the same time, if you didn't care about the freaking luxury tax, you could have just paid them earlier and and taken the whole pandemic thing out of here. Yeah, it wouldn't even Uh, be an issue.
1: We wouldn't be worried about this right now.
0: If you weren't so freaking concerned about keeping your money down and being able to bring in some scrub-ass relievers – Then we wouldn't be sweating out a J.T. Realmuto extension, and everyone's like, "Well, you know, he said he loves Philly." It's like, yeah, I get he loves Philly, but he's whenever the game, whenever the season starts, it's going to be either eighty to one hundred games where J.T. Realmuto just has to stay healthy and then hit free agency, and he's kind of he could be entering the market at kind of a weak point. Like, uh, you know, I feel like these teams are going to be trying to recoup a lot of money in in twenty twenty one because of the reduced revenue they're gonna be experiencing, so they're not gonna get as much money as they thought. Um but still, like the Phillies are are fine financially. It's just if it, if they didn't worry so much about where they were from a luxury tax standpoint, none of this would have been a problem. And since they spent all off season concerned about it and they wanted to wait until after JT's arbitration case so they knew exactly how much money he's going to make this year to where they can kind of work in the rest of the extension like it's going to end up butting them in the ass and I even if they sign JT or Lamido, I think they could have signed him for like a hundred thirty million, and now I, I think when they do re-sign him, because I don't think they want to lose him, it's going to be like a hundred and you know fifty. It might cost them more money, which sure I, I, I like players making money, but then it does hurt the rest of your team building, uh, the rest of your team building aspects. So, and having an extra twenty million could go a long way from that standpoint. So, it, it's unfortunate. Uh, obviously, they didn't, they didn't see a global pandemic coming, but just it, this could have all been avoided if they weren't so concerned about the luxury tax.
1: Yeah. Man, I'm so bummed about them and the stupid law. Lo- I've been. Not like I didn't see this coming, but it still sucks. All right, let's get to our MA, because I'm too bummed about the luxury tax rate. And we got a lot to I get mean, into. We got a bunch but, on Twitter. Uh, we also yes. have a, uh, a Gmail account. How about that? Yeah. If, you, if you're not on Twitter and you want to reach out to us, Pod at gmail.com. Um, reach out to us there. I know not everyone is on Twitter. And to be blatantly honest, uh, if you see me tweeting a lot less these days, it's because I can't even handle Twitter right now. I've been trying to stay off it because everything is just so frustrating and upsetting. Um, but let, let's start out with the emails and then we'll get to the the tweets. We got a lot to get to at this AMA stuff, Jack. So let's start, out with, um, uh, let's start out with the baseball one and then we'll get to some non-baseball ones from the emails and then we got a lot of baseball, non-baseball kinds of good stuff. But um, our first one is an email from fellow diseased Phillies fan, Sam, Sam. Thank you for emailing. Shout out for being a disease Phillies fan. This podcast is for you. That's what we do here. Yes. Um, yes. Dear Jack and James, who has the better likelihood of making the Bo- baseball Hall of Fame, Chase Utley or Jimmy Rollins? Also, in general, who do you think will be the next Philly to make it into the baseball Hall of Fame, Fritz? I'll let you go mm.
0: Mm. It's a great question. It's a, uh, it's a
1: terrific question.
0: Um, I personally think Utley's a Hall of Famer because uh, I think that I, I like I like Jaws more than more than like overall career stuff.
1: For and for those who don't know, Jaws is Jay Jaffe's Hall of Fame system that he's put together, and it is a very very interesting. And I agree with you; I like it more as well. It's a really good system for trying to you know evaluate who's a Hall of Famer based on who's in there, what their career numbers are, what their peak is, what their longevity is. So if you've never checked it out, it's a really good resource.
0: Yeah, and I, I, when you look at Utley's jaw, it's that he's a, he's a top 10 second baseman of all time, if not higher. So uh, I think Utley, if, like Utley at his peak was a Hall of Fame player that unfortunately the knees kind of caught up to him and all that stuff. And when I watched Chase Utley play baseball, I always thought I'm watching a Hall of Famer. So when I combine the jaw score... And just remembering Chase Utley I always felt like That's what a Hall of Famer looked like So Not that Jimmy Rollins Doesn't It's just that there's been better players that are in the Hall of Fame than Jimmy Rollins, whereas there's only a few second basemen that were better than Chase Utley for seven year runs. So I think Utley's a better Hall of Fame candidate. A lot of people don't say that. A lot of people say Rollins is, but personally, I think Utley has a better case.
1: I'm a, I, literally you couldn't have said it better for me. I I I think we are in the minority. But I think Chase Utley was more of a Hall of Famer than Jimmy Rollins. And I I actually think both have cases. I think they're both... Neither is a definitive one. Utley, for me, I think is a Hall of Famer. And Jaws certainly makes a very strong case that he is. And to your point, like his peak... Chase Utley was the best second in baseman in baseball for a period of time. He was among the best players in baseball for a period of time. Rollins, comparative to the rest of the people playing... You know, he had a few years where he was there, but just he played longer. Um, he played more games. He has more career stats. But for me, Utley a, a much better Hall of Fame candidate. And
0: also, also, if if John Lennon doesn't break Utley's hand in two thousand seven, he wins. It's a great the MVP. point, Jack.
1: It's a great point. I agree with you on that. So, freaking John Lennon. All right, John, um, so former we, Philly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> what a what a truly great Philly. All right, um, let's uh, another one. Well, hold from- on, we gotta,
0: we got we gotta, we gotta finish the second part of the question. Oh, who do we Who's think in-
1: is the next Philly to get in? Do you think either yeah. of those guys gets in? Uh,
0: I don't think Rollins does. I think Utley hangs around, and I don't think he gets in, but I think it gets close there for a little bit. Next Philly to make the Baseball Hall of Fame, uh, I'm gonna go with Harper.
1: Yeah, well, Harper. I think if it's not one of those two, I think it's Harper. I actually disagree with you. I think Utley is going to get in eventually. I agree. I think he hangs around. I don't think it'll be in the first five, six, seven years of the ballot. but I think when he's starting to come up towards the end, he's going to be a Tim Raines, Edgar Martinez-like guy, someone where the stat community will get behind him. I think there are enough smart people who believe Chase Utley is all-famer, and Jaws is a perfect example of that. Um, I think eventually – I think Chase Utley will be the next Philly to get in. But I agree with you. I don't think it's a, a locker room run. But I, I will say Chase Utley, I think he gets in. Um, all right. Good question from Ian on um, on the email. Um, he asks, I would be interested to know what each of your professional journeys is on how you got to WIP. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh,
0: well, I'm surprised you know. we haven't talked
1: about this more. You want me to go first or yeah. you want to go first?
0: Uh, mine's shorter. I feel like so. I guess it I can't, is.
1: Well, you're much younger than I am.
0: <laughs> mine's shorter. So, uh, my journey is all because of seltzers. So,
1: <laughs>
0: so Brian Seltzer helped me get an internship at uh, at another station, and uh, I was an intern, a summer intern during the summer of 2015, which is a horrible uh, time to talk oh, about sports.
1: It was the worst.
0: Yeah, I mean, because as the uh, chip, it was the end of chip. It was uh, the Phillies lost ninety nine games. The Sixers were the second, like the third worst team in basketball, or second worst team in basketball, and the Flyers were whatever. The Flyers doing what they did in the middle two thousands. So, so I got an internship there. That's where I met James, and that's where I met John Marks, and uh, was an intern there. And then I went back to college and kept talking to James because. Honestly, he liked baseball. Baseball. And,
1: <laughs> we just used to talk baseball.
0: Yeah, I mean, like there was, there's not many people that were talking baseball in 2015, and uh, James is one of those people. So I always be, I always liked being able to uh, to com- communicate with him and and talk to him. And then I graduated and pestered James for about a year <laughs> when I was out of school to help get me a job. Uh, got on a street team eventually. And then worked my way out from there. When I was, uh, I was part-time producing, I was on the morning show at WIP. And uh, those are some long times when I was trying to get the evening show job. I was working the evening show, which was 6 to midnight. And then sleeping at the station, getting up at 3.30 to do the morning show. Then going home, sleeping, coming back, and that was kind of a vicious cycle that I don't think I've totally recovered from. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, and then, yeah, then I worked my way up from there to the evening show to eventually being the afternoon show. And then we started high hopes, and everything's all gravy after that.
1: Yeah, you were still in the yeah. evening show when we started high hopes. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. So my story is longer. I'll, I'll get rid of most of the stuff, but I was in sales. I hated my life. Um, <laughs> Hated, hated sales. I sold mortgages. I sold real estate. I sold energy safety equipment and services. I used to spend days <laughs> at refineries, like going in and talking to people about like selling like breathing air monitors and like gas detection stuff. It was awful. I hated it. And my wife, uh, shout out to Emily, was like, "This sucks. You need to be happy. You're super depressed every day." follow your dream and i decided to go back to grad school and i got a masters degree and while getting the masters degree i got an internship at that other station um actually got the hired by Joe DeCamera who is the assistant programming director there for my internship the person i interviewed with there was Joe DeCamera that's how things come back around on you um Got an internship there, you know, worked my butt off, uh, got a producing job and then just kind of grinded from there. And after a few years there, I felt like I wasn't getting the opportunities I had earned there. And there was an opening for me to come over to WIP. I met Spike Askin and I said, I want to work for this dude. And I went to WIP and uh, I did, I worked on the morning show at WIP as well. I think Jack and I both did Joe Conklin's bits for a while. We both spent oh, months, yeah. both spent months with Joe Conklin. Um, and then, uh, got the opportunity when, uh, came over and started the midday show, um, to be his producer. Obviously we knew each other from the other station, all that. And then the, the rest is history. But, um, I think it's one of those things where you just kind of, sometimes you just got to go for it and kind of put it all out there and you need to have honestly i think you need to have supportive people in your life you need to have people who are willing to support you through tough times i mean i delivered pizzas i i was unemployed for a bit i delivered pizzas while i was interning i went to grad school i was like it was tough for a while but um you just gotta push and you gotta believe and um and get lucky to be honest yeah
0: And you gotta find the right podcast partner to do a baseball podcast with, exactly to make to make life just that much better. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I I didn't do as much weird stuff as you did, but
1: no, but you are also way younger, so yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, as we've talked about many times, shout out
1: to Spike Askin. I uh, I went to went with Jack. I went to Spike and I said, "Hey," and this was after I felt comfortable enough at WIP to be able to do this. I was like, "Hey, I uh." I think I got someone who'd be good as a part-time producer. And Spike was like, all right, give me his name. And then Jack just took it and freaking ran with it. So um, it's awesome. It's uh, And that's why we're here today right now. So shout out to uh, that beautiful thing happening. Um, the
0: James Seltzer stamp of approval.
1: Hey! There's nothing better. I mean, let's be real. All right. Uh, one more from the emails, then we'll get to some Twitter ones. This one, a... Uh, this is from uh, Matt Apter, who is my second little brother. Well, really my third little brother, Jack being my, my third little brother as well. But
0: mm-hmm. Matt
1: Apter, my brother's best friend and a, an awesome guy. And that makes this question make a lot more sense. He asked for James, what have you done to turn Jack into a fish head and why hasn't it worked yet? Clearly nothing. And it has not worked. And this is all a failure. Jack, will you ever listen to fish? No, here's,
0: here's, I know this. <laughs> I, I, I know this is going to sound bad. I'm just saying that when everyone tells me to do something, I know, I, my, I know. my initial my initial reaction is to say no. I the actually will... I actually
1: bullied you into watching when Harry met Sally. Like I was actually a little aggressive with it because I knew that Emily kept saying, you know he's not gonna do it if you keep pushing him. I'm like, No, I'm bullying him into it. And it I can't believe it worked because you are really you you are more turned off when people tell you to do things.
0: Listen, I this is why I this is why I want the 2012 to 2016 video yearbooks. I want to know as much as I can about the 2012 to 2016
1: something else, man.
0: Philadelphia Phillies, man. This is this is what I do. I just I like the. Here's the thing. Here's my ultimate thing: is that I when I go in, I go all in, and I want to know everything about that, and like. I don't know. I like I like discovering stuff of myself and then going in. So maybe I'll get into fish one day. All right, I got it. How
1: about this? Don't listen to fish. I mean, it's not your thing. Don't worry about it. It's not your thing. Well, I just
0: you know, and the the, the whole uh, the fish head and the dead head, I I find annoying.
1: You like John <laughs> Mayer though. I mean, he's the, he grew up the biggest deadhead you'll ever meet. He's playing with them now.
0: John, John Bayer.
1: <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> All right. Let's get to some of the Twitter questions because we got a bunch. Let's start out with our good friend Otter Hooligan at Hooligan. Yes. We had the chance to meet uh, Otter Hooligan the night of Iope's night. Check out Philly's Reddit. She runs it there. She is an awesome, awesome person. She asked, and Jack, this is like such an up your alley question here. Uh, if you could make a non Phillies fans watch one game to try and convince them to jump aboard the bandwagon, what would it be?
0: Well, the the, the struggle with this one is that obviously there's so run, many
1: that you want to say.
0: Yeah, but I, I want them to fall in love with this team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's got to be the Harper
1: Grand Slam if you're doing that.
0: Right. But here's the thing is that is that. I think what has fueled my Phillies fandom and my like obsession with getting back to the playoffs is the run. Um, so I think if I think if we showed a non-Phillies fan one of the games from the run, it'll get them to kind of be like, "Oh my god! Like, look what a, a full Citizens Bank! Look what like." There's a difference between most stadiums and the CBP roar. Like the CBP roar is like a different level of loud um, so I would actually tell them to watch the Rollins walk-off game against Broxton um, in, in 2009 because even when they won the World Series, even the Victorino Grand Slam, I don't think there was a louder moment in Citizens Bank Park history than, than the Rollins walk-off
1: Yeah, look it's, it's Fransky's best call to this day and Franzi has oh, had some great calls with L.A. in the back. <laughs> like, it is just – it is an alt. Every... I agree. I can't, I can't argue with that. I mean, obviously, I would say if you don't have them for a long period of time, show them the last three innings of game five and 08 just because you can – it's a condensed thing you can show, and it was the most tense thing I've ever seen in my life. But I'm not going to argue with the Rollins walk-off. I think that's as good a call as you're going to
0: find. I mean, it's just like I love that game, and – uh it is Franski's best call, although although I heard the the Howard double in Colorado for the like the I i, I heard it before but I heard it again the other day. The and that's me a great one. Gabby the Flate Boys and the Rollins triple to get the cycle was an unbelievable France call that uh unfortunately is not like connected to a YouTube video. But I would I would say the I would say the Rollins walk off off Broxton. He could explain to them you could explain to them how the Phillies just owned Jonathan Broxton for <laughs> a little period there.
1: <laughs> back when he was actually Jonathan Broxton. All right. Yeah, next, back
0: when he was nasty.
1: Next question, another person who was at High Ops night. Uh, at Brandon Gowton on Twitter. Mm, Good buddy. Never heard of him. Yeah, who's that? Um, uh, <laughs> he asked, which rom com featuring Will Smith and Kevin James is the best to watch during quarantine? Um, tough one here, Jack. I'm, I literally asked this question so you could stand for Hitch for a second.
0: Just, I just love Hitch. I.
1: Know. I, I...
0: I would encourage every single person to watch Hitch Turn the Quarantine. It's on Netflix. It is a feel-good movie. Uh, will Smith is Dynamite. Kevin James is Kevin James. And uh, just, a, just a good, feel-good movie. And, uh, oh, and even Mendez is in it.
1: I will, I, I will co-sign. Hitch is a great guy. I've probably seen Hitch ten times. It's a great yeah, I movie.
0: I've, I don't re-watch movies, but I've seen Hitch like six times.
1: So, that for you is a lot, is the point.
0: That's a lot. That's because, like, it was during that time where I get home from school. I get home from school, you know, high school was three o'clock, middle school was four o'clock, whatever. And before, like, PTI at five or around the horn at five, there I would have to, like, flip around and, like, TNT would sometimes come on and always be Hitch. And uh, I, I love Hitch.
1: I'm with you. Hitch is a great movie, cosign. Um,. Very on board with that. Any other recommendations while we're here? Any uh, quarantine recs?
0: Uh, I'm rewatching Seinfeld right now. And Ooh. and it, uh, it's it been one of the proudest moments of, of my relationship with Jill, which eclipsed 11 years this week. Wow.
1: Um, it's only two years uh, less than me and Emily. But granted, we're a lot older.
0: Yeah, you're so old. And, well, think about this. Uh, <laughs>
1: my So Emily's birthday is on Saturday. It is also the birthday of my dog, Millie. Millie is turning 12 years old on Saturday. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, sh- she looks it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but Jill, Jill loves Seinfeld, which is, I think, if, I, I, Jill loving Seinfeld is a big moment for me, and I'm, I'm very happy. That's cool. I feel like Seinfeld sometimes hit or miss. And uh, Yeah, DeCamera
1: didn't like it. It's weak sauce.
0: Yeah, well, the camera also, I agreed with him because up until the episode where Kramer's putting uh, concrete into um, the washing machines, it wasn't that funny. But He after didn't that give it moment, enough of
1: a chance. He bailed too early. Right.
0: He did bail too early. I mean, season four is just tremendous.
1: It's, it's Four through eight is just like pure gold what's gold.
0: your uh what's your what's your favorite science episode
1: um i've always loved the uh i don't know the name of it but i think it's uh the absent what abstination or whatever they call it the one where where they stop having sex and george becomes a genius just always That's... stuck with me i just I uh, is it the contest whatever that one's called i always nah. thought it was so funny where jo- like george just becomes a genius all of a sudden that one just always stuck with me
0: it's an amazing one, although I watched the contest this week and that the contest is my favorite episode. Contest's ever. a great one.
1: That's the one where they all decide not to Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah that's a great yeah. one too. It's, it's, a a, it's a family show. Family
0: show. It's a great one.
1: <laughs> all right. Good question from Kirk Bailey on Twitter at Kirkland Bailey. He says, Um, who or what made you fall in love with the Phillies? Uh I
0: would say for me, my granddad, um, because I was my granddad was a big baseball fan, like Ted Williams was this guy. And it's funny, none of my, none of my cousins played baseball. It was just me. And, um, so in like 2002, 2003 is when I started playing and that was right. I used to be a big flyers guy. And then the strike happened and I kind of like the strike happened and I kind of just fell out and the Phillies started being better. But, um, yeah, my granddad, I, I was, I, Got put in the farm league thing or whatever, and uh, he came to see me pitch for the first time ever, and like I was throwing really hard, and he didn't like after the game he didn't think it was me or whatever. <laughs> so, so so we uh, we started talking about baseball, really bonded over baseball. He took me down to the vet a couple times. Uh, you know, I, I threw I threw on the fast pitch machine at the vet, which was awesome. So it really just First, I started playing baseball, and then I started following the Phillies. So we're talking about like Omar Dahl, uh, Randy Wolf, like those Phillies. Like I just loved, I loved baseball, and I just uh, it wasn't really a specific Philly; it was just the sport of baseball and the Phillies being my team.
1: Yeah, uh, shout out to my dad, David Salter, huge Phillies fan, got me to the Phillies. Not much more to say than that, but I was obsessed with baseball from the like it was. It's I, I, as long as I can remember since I was like seven years old six years old and have a cognizant memory of watching sports baseball's just been my sport like it was never there's never been another question as to what sport i love more like it was just always my favorite sport so it was pretty simple shout out to david miss you all right uh i love this question with a passion this is from yeah. uh b underscore rot i That's just think, our guy
0: is it Oh, I love him. He's out. He lives out in Ohio. Okay, He, uh, he su- well, supports uh, supports high hopes from Ohio.
1: Shout out to Ohio. Shout out to B. I. This question is so clever, so fun. I love it. Um, what are your, some of your favorite plays? For example, an inside the park home run, stealing a stealing home, robbing a home run, players getting deked, or whatever you want to come up with something that is your favorite type of play. I love this question. I love this question, Jack. You want to go first?
0: Yeah, uh, Brett. I love. Well, my favorite play in baseball is a 6-4-3 double play, like just a well-executed yeah. double play. I don't think there's a more beautiful, beautiful play in the sport. You know, I you love have quick that. hands, from, love quick that. hands from shortstop. You know, get in the second base. Like I, I love a good six-four-three. three. They're I think my favorite visual. I in love baseball, a good.
1: I love a good three-five-three or three-six-three double play type of thing too. Is always fun. But go ahead.
0: Yeah, or a or a five four three around the oh, horn.
1: Yeah, but
0: I'm not talking like a well executed ground ball. To shortstop, yeah. The shortstop flip to second on to first. With you? Double play. He got him. And uh, individual play though, I love when a pitcher gets a guy looking. Just whatever pitch it is, you know, it could be a fastball, curveball, um, change up. Getting a guy getting a guy to swing and miss on a changeup is hilarious. Because uh, uh, when I was when I was pitching and I got a guy to swing and miss on a change up, I was always like, wow, you're stupid, you thought that was a fastball. Um but I'll say I'll say a six four three double play and getting a guy looking at the plate.
1: Yeah, I've always been partial to a frozen rope dome, like uh like the Bryce Harper throw to third, like really at the plate, like Preferably a a right field frozen rope to home and the catcher, you know, swing tag, something where it's fun at the plate. I've always been very partial to that. I'm also, I'm a big fan of a well-executed hit and run. Like, you don't really see that anymore, but when it's really in motion, when you feel like it's, you know, it's a dance almost, I love that. Um, There are so many like, uh, I love a a little dribbler, you know, like Chooch, to end the the no-hitter, like, um, a, a dribbler in front of the plate, and the catcher throws the mask off and comes out and just makes a really athletic laser throw to first. I love that. There's that's that's what I love about baseball so much is that there are so many of those little types of things. How about a Kenny Lofton <laughs> climbing the wall and you know uh, making a getting over the wall to make a catch in center? Like there are so many plays like that where it's just it's a beautiful sport from that perspective. So yeah. I. I thought that was a fun question because it, it really it just made me think of how many things in baseball I love.
0: Well, yeah, and that's a drag like
1: bunt. How about a perfect drag bunt? Come
0: on! A great, love a good drag bunt. Me too. Um, but also like a triple. I mean, just a triple.
1: Yeah, I just, was initially thinking triple too, and I forgot. Just a great triple.
0: The most exciting playing baseball—the triple—but yeah, sure. I, uh, yeah, it, that's that's kind of my frustration with where the game's gone: is home run, strikeout, walk. Is that you? Met, like I've been watching all these old Phillies clips, and and like those guys just moved up on balls and dirt. You know, they they just executed pure baseball, and I uh, I, I appreciate that.
1: All right, uh, Garrett at Garrett eight seven two one five four two four. That's a mouthful. It uh, yeah, says, can you please never stop calling him Jackie O? Done. What up, Jackie O? I will never stop yeah. that.
0: My, my mom <laughs> my mom was talking about last week how she went to visit Jackie O's house in uh, wherever in Massachusetts, like get the, uh, Martha's Vineyard. And I was like, oh, that's who that is.
1: So. <laughs> See, you knew you didn't look like a total idiot. That's good work. Um, all right, Jake uh, at Harper on Twitter has a good question that only you can answer, Jack. Yes, twenty to eighty scouting. Give us the grade <laughs> on College Fritz.
0: Uh, so sad. Although like a, like to boost my to, to, twenty two to, to boost my spirits, a uh, guy who's in AAA right now said I was nasty in high school oh, on Twitter the other day. So look at that listen, it's not all dead yet, baby. You um,
1: what could have been, buddy?
0: Look, listen. You're lucky I'm even doing this podcast right now. <laughs> uh I'll say, I'll say, I had a 50 fastball, a 30 curveball, uh, like 40 changeup, and like the cutter became non-existent. So I'll say 20. I'll say 20 on the cutter. I was a good. I always had good fastball control, and I feel like. I didn't throw that hard, but I feel like I had good spin on my fastball because I feel like it always played up more than the 82 miles an hour I could throw it. So I'll give myself a fair 50. I feel like it's a, a, a fair grade. It wasn't a, I wasn't good in college. I was bad in college.
1: It's a shame, Jack.
0: Yeah, I know. I try right. to think about it.
1: Uh, Eric Turtle Golden. I don't know who that is. At Eric S. Golden on Twitter. Shout out to Turtle. He's not uh, even
0: going to listen to this podcast. Why are we doing this question? Because
1: this is actually <laughs> a very fritzy question. I'm not even going to give an answer. This is just such a jacked question. What player we, quote, unquote, we don't know will have the biggest impact on the team whenever the season begins? I mean, that's a fritzy question, man. Uh,
0: I will say Damon Jones. Okay. I think I think Damon Jones comes up. Uh, through the season and I think he turns into a legitimate weapon out of the bullpen and we're going to be screaming that he should have been up here from day one which he should have been and he's probably going to be a better reliever than starter but I think Damon Jones is going to come in and and, and uh, do some things to this team down the stretch so uh, of the players that most people don't know but Everyone that listens to this podcast knows uh I will say that Damon Jones makes the biggest impact.
1: All right. Uh, a few more to get to. Let's go to a non sports one real quick. Did you watch Tiger King, correct?
0: Oh yeah. All in okay. on Tiger King.
1: Yeah. Brian at Trisolini asked, and spoiler alert, if you and this is really only episode three. So if you're not through episode three of Tiger King, maybe do the skip ahead for 30 seconds or a minute. Uh at Trisolini asks, Jack and James, did Carol Baskins Feed her husband to the tigers. What
0: do you think, Jack? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's the biggest lock of the century, right? Uh, like
1: no question, she definitely killed her husband. Like well, I feel so confident she killed her husband. I can, I, like, I don't even know what to say. She killed her husband.
0: I just hope that I hope that her brother is no longer the sheriff or whatever down there, so they can actually do this case well. And I hope that. Uh, I mean, it's all Twitter's fault. Like this, this show going like, hold on. If you're Carol Baskin and like, how do you let it? You're the one that's supposed to be doing the quote unquote good here. How do you let it get out there that obvious that like you, it looks like you killed your husband. Um, Oh buddy. I mean like he had a restraining order. He said if, if if I go missing, it's her.
1: I know. But- and even Putin is uh, the she. And also that thing with the will, where it was like, in case of death or disappearance, what was that?
0: Well, that, I think she had another boyfriend that also had a restraining order and thought she was going to kill him. Like, I, uh, yeah, I mean, and OJ using his eye test.
1: Did you see that? Yeah, so OJ tweeted out, a shout out to Philip Lewis, one of the great tweets in Twitter history. Uh, OJ Simpson (laughs) tweets, uh, I am convinced that Carol Baskin murdered her husband. And Philip Lewis responds, finally, an expert is weighed in.
0: Yeah, I mean he's got the he he he, he counts as an expert witness, right? I mean, (laughs) yeah,
1: he knows what he's doing when it comes to that. So it's true. Yeah,
0: he saw he saw he didn't need the analytics. He's an eye test guy. (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right, we need to move on immediately. Uh, Joe Cornick, I like Joe Cornick. Shout out to Joe Cornick on Twitter. This is a really fun question. I love this question, Jack. If you could take any active player in Major League Baseball and put him on the fills right now. Current contract included. Who would it be? And he said the same question with any prospect.
0: Uh, well, the answer is: if it's prospect, then I'm saying Wander Franco. Yes, I mean,
1: easily, no questions asked. It's Wander Franco.
0: Yeah, that's that's no an doubter. easy
1: one. Let's just get that out of the way.
0: Now, uh, and then when you factor in the contracts.
1: well, you have to think about need too. This is all about the team and need, right?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, Acuna is the obvious answer because of the contract. I mean, it's what like $100 it's a hundred million dollars. The next 10 It's a 10 joke. Years? Is what it is. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, uh, uh, I'll say, I'll, I'll say Acuna. I'll say Acuna.
1: Yeah. So I thought of Acuna. I honestly thought of Jacob Degrom as well. I think Degrom makes a lot of sense. I think. You know, best pitcher in baseball, and I think he's going to be the best pitcher in baseball for years to come. And the contract is fair, considering how great he is. Um, I think Acuna is the correct answer, especially because you could put him in center field. He could play center for you, and you're just kind of set. Um, Fernando Tatis Jr. though is especially with Didi on a one year deal. That's appealing to me because that yeah, guy's on I, a six year deal. Like that's a, you know, and then you could hopefully sign for something else. But for the next six years, he's super cheap. So or five years, yeah. So. I wrote him down those as well. Are the, those are the names that popped into my head immediately.
0: It, yeah, I wrote down him. I wrote down actually Walker Bueller. I didn't yeah, say the ground. Yeah, I wrong. thought
1: about Bueller. That was a name that and Flaherty. Flaherty has to be mentioned as well.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. let God, pregnant. I love
1: Jack Flaherty. Yellich, what the hell was that contract? How about that?
0: Well, he's a little bit older now. I mean, it, I know. I still. Also, just uh, I would just like to shout out Matt Chapman. I mean, I would love to be able to watch Matt Chapman. Love every that guy, day. but
1: obviously, need wise, not quite the same. But I'm no. with you. All right, yeah. uh, we have three more questions, so let's uh, let's do them. Phillies pitchers union local 27 at <laughs> Phillies pitchers asks, do you prefer baseball on TV and the radio? Also, will you give a congrats shout out to my friend Jill and her husband Leo, who are having a baby and expecting any day now. Congrats, Leo and Jill. That's awesome. As someone who has had a baby, it is the best. Like it's the greatest thing ever. And uh, I'm obsessed with my daughter. She is the coolest little kid in the world, and I love her more than anything ever. So you're gonna love it. Congrats.
0: Yeah. Shout out to them. Uh, and uh, baseball on the radio or TV? Why not both?
1: Yeah. See, that's the call. So, so inherently, baseball on the radio is better. Like it did sound. The announcers are generally better for the most part. Like, it seems um, there's just something to it on the radio, but like, I also want to see it happen. I want to see the plays. So, listen to the radio, but have the TV on and find a way to sync them up is absolutely the correct answer. All right. Correct. Correct? Yes, correct. Okay. One more Phillies question, and then we will get to one last non Phillies question. Uh, last question here. Uh, this is from. Uh, Luke Arcaney on yeah. Twitter. Uh, Luke asks... Uh, hold on. I just lost my place, Jack.
0: Oh, what are we doing here? I, right. have it. I got go it. On. I
1: got it. I got it. All right. If you could be... This is such a Jack Fritz question, Jesus. If you could be able to throw one specific pitch just as good as any Philly of all time, what pitch would <laughs> it be, Jack? I'll go first. I'll just say... It- any sort of curveball ball that I could actually make the ball move like that would be so freaking cool, but I couldn't do it. So my answer is useless here. So go
0: ahead. Oh, it's loaded. There's so many, there's so many.
1: I know. And check uh, out Jack's Twitter. He just put out his top 10 Phillies pitches of all time, which somehow didn't include Robin Roberts. Way to go, Jack.
0: Oh yeah. I, was, <laughs> I didn't know there were so many Robin Roberts experts out there. I'd seen him pitch in 1950. Nasty uh, fork
1: I, ball, brother.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well yeah. I I admittedly I should have put Tub McGraw's screwball on there. That's but that's true, actually. That's that's whatever. Oh one pitch see like I, I mean lefty's lefty's slider is like I mean Lefty Lefty is one of the three best left hand pitchers of all time. And being able to have that but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh I'm gonna say I don't know what I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Nola's Nola's two seamer, honestly. I've always been jealous of guys who could do that, of guys that can make a two seam run like that. Like like Maddox, I I just don't get yeah, how they Mad- do Maddox that.
1: was the king of that.
0: Right. Although being of a cut a ball like Prime Sir Anthony would have been crazy. Uh, having a splitter like yeah, that's why there's a bad
1: question for you is you just want to do them all. You're just like I want that yeah. one, and that one, and that one, and that one.
0: All right, fine. I'll take I'll take Doc splitter.
1: Okay, it's a great answer. All right, last question this is from Ham Porter at Boom Sauce Twenty um, Four. What at four? I guess what four celebrities slash athletes dead or alive? Would you most like to drink a beer with? Before we clarify, is this all together at once? Am I worried about chemistry or are these four separate one-on-ones? Because that's important, Jack.
0: Hmm. Uh, I would say. Four separate I one-on-ones? Say, yeah, I'll say one-on-ones.
1: I agree. All
0: right.
1: You want to go first? first. You want to go first. I mean, we all know the – I don't care if people can make fun of me whatever. Bill Simmons is absolutely one of my four. I love that guy. I think he's awesome. He changed sports media. The whole reason that we can be fans and don't have to be Big J journalists and all that is because of that, dude. So love Bill Simmons. He would absolutely be one of my four. Um, Another nerd answer, don't care, Trey Anastasio, uh, guitarist for Fish, just because – I love fish. They're my favorite. I've seen them like 140 times. So Trey would be, um, and he would be, I think the most interesting to chat with of the four guys in fish. Um, so I would go Trey, Bill Simmons. All right. Now you give me a couple. I think of my other two. Uh,
0: I, the first two I wrote down were John Mayer, obviously,
1: <laughs> of course,
0: just so we could talk. Listen, I told you about my John Mayer dream. I had a dream that we became best friends and I still realistically think that we could be best friends. That's oh, um, good. So so I would say John Mayer. Uh, I'm obviously putting down Lutley. I just want to hear. Uh, it I wanna Utley hear. would be
1: such a boring – I guess if he, you could get him to open up with you Maybe.
0: Oh, I need drunk Utley. I need this is drunk drinking. Utley's
1: fair. Drunk Utley's
0: fair. <laughs> so I want, I want some of the stories from, from, from back in the day. Uh, I'm gonna put Ruben Amaro Jr. on here because wow. I, be, I know wow. I've just become, a, I've become obsessed. I feel like I'd
1: get drunk and just berate him.
0: I, I, I just want to know. I just want to know what they could have gotten during the, like the run. Like, like I, I want to know about the Lee trade. I want to know about. Getting holiday like, why?
1: Like why? Why'd you do it? That kind of
0: thing. Oh, I I want to know about the hamel stuff. I want to know. I just want. I just want to get. I want to tell all. Mm-hmm. I, I'm using this to. uh I
1: like that. Kind of. I can get down with that.
0: And I need you to go because I need to think of another one.
1: Okay. Um. <laughs> so you've done three. I've done two. Um. All right. So this isn't. An, and I'm not a religious person at all. I'm just not. But I would want to have a beer with Jesus, just because okay. I I just want to know. I want to know, like, what is it about that dude? What was so special? What did you really come back from the dead? Like, how'd that all happen? How'd you get all these people to follow you? How did you become the seminal figure in the history of our our lives and the history of the world? How'd you do it? Who are you? So Jesus would be on my list, Jack. How about that?
0: All right, good light conversation. I love that. It's pretty light. Um... I
1: mean, I just want to know. I want to know. <laughs> and I got my last one. It's right, a good. duo, though. It's it's a okay. two for one. I'm cheating. I want to have a beer with Matt Stone and Trey Parker, creators of South Park, the two funniest people on the planet. And I would laugh my ass off. If we'd talk about South Park. It would be awesome. We'd become best friends, and that'd be great. Boom. How about All that right. for a Motley crew? Bill Simmons, Trey Anastasio, Matt Parker, Trey Stone, and Jesus. Come on, Jack.
0: That's pretty good. It's I, absurd. I like I'm,
1: it's absurd. It's absurd.
0: I feel like I'm, I'm bored. Of, I, I don't. I don't even know. I don't know who else I'd want to talk to. Like I, I I'm so I'm so because like I would use it as a as an experience to learn more about the the inner workings of like teams and stuff. Yeah. So like I want to
1: put Hinky in there. A, oh, do- actually, <laughs> Hinky's a great answer. Hanky's a I no no fault for that answer. That's a great answer.
0: I'll put Hinky there. I wanna I wanna know. I think that's how an that-
1: outs- I I Hinky's a uh top-notch answer. All right, thanks. thanks. I really I, felt bad. I, you made I have me feel so better. many I have so many questions I would want to ask to him. Hinky. That's a great one. Um, yeah. all right, this is fun, man. We're definitely doing more AMAs. Thank you to everyone who asked a question. Seriously, like you all rule. We really appreciate it. Well, except Turtle. Everyone except Turtle. Um right. thank you for-, for asking questions. We really appreciate it. Um, and uh this is fun man you got any final thoughts
0: uh, I don't I don't i uh, I miss the Phillies a lot and so much hope they, so bad i hope they come back and uh, yeah I, I i I'm just so philed out that I, I'm just putting out stuff late at night when I'm thinking about... I've, I'm just always thinking about the Phillies. And I think people realize that when I just send out a tweet at like 11 o'clock at night <laughs> talking about, hey, what about this? So uh, we 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 here at the IOS podcast are with you. Uh, we are the official podcast for disease Phillies fans, by disease Phillies fans. And uh, yeah. And oh, should we... Should we talk about next week? Are we yeah. gonna? Are we gonna? Are we do gonna start we, it next week?
1: We we so we did we pick one yet? Um,
0: should we pick one right now?
1: We can. I mean, uh, my choice would be Game Five of Two Thousand Eight. I mean, that just you, would be my choice. You want to start right at the top? Why not? I mean, let's start with the bang. All right. So that's definitely uh, got available, right? You can find it on YouTube or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've, okay. I've seen it on YouTube. Yeah.
1: All right. We're gonna do a thing. So, uh, moving forward, obviously, there's not a lot to talk about. We figured it'd be a lot of fun to all watch some Phillies together and to go back and watch some of the classic games and do pods about it. So, before next week's pod, we'll record on Thursday again. Try and find the time to watch Game 5 of 2008 against the Rays, the World Series. Both halves, if possible, but if nothing else, try and get those last three innings in. And Jack and I are going to break it down in the next pod.
0: Yeah, we're going to... I will have a I'm gonna go buy a notebook and I'm gonna just <laughs> I'm gonna write down all the things that I remember where I was uh, and um, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun I feel like we're all gonna kind of relive the relive the run there a little bit together I would personally I've always wanted to watch Game Five of 1980 against the Astros oh, we'll do
1: that for sure it's a great one
0: because uh, I think I mean people talk about that as like it's the best game of all time. So well, how about that's uh, gonna
1: be the second one? We'll give people two for next week'll be oh eight, game five, and then the week after we'll do eighty. So over the next couple of weeks, watch those games.
0: Yeah, and maybe we'll we'll sprinkle in hopefully try to find some guests related to the games and uh we'll uh we'll go from there. But yeah, we're gonna start breaking down all the great games in, in Philly's history and kind of what we remember and, and what we're kind of seeing for the first time and just gain gain more of an appreciation for our baseball team. And when baseball rolls around, we are going to be salivating at the mouth uh, for for some actual baseball. But uh, I'm excited to go back and, and relive the run. I feel like it'll be a good mental refresher um, for me and uh, my future.
1: Look at you. I agree. Couldn't have said it better myself. Watch Game 5 of 08. We'll talk about it next week. We will definitely be doing more AMAs, but thank you to everyone. For sending in questions, and if you have more questions, always send them our right. We'll try to get to them, and uh, we love you. Seriously, everyone, stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, social distance. You know, don't touch your face. All the the stuff that they're telling you to do, just do it. And uh, we, we need you. We love High Ops listeners. We love High Ops Nation. So, um, and watch 2008 Game Five. It's gonna be awesome. We'll talk about it next week. Until then, he's Fritz. I'm Seltzer. We'll talk to you later.